Welcome back to another episode of the Lunch Session. This is uh, Ricardo and uh, Sancho coming at you with another episode. I gotta tell you guys, this is uh, this is gonna be a special episode. All of our other ones were good, but this is one is definitely special. So sit back, uh, pour your drinks, roll your blunts, and get ready to enjoy yourself. Say hi, Sancho. Say Hello there. Guests. How are you doing? I'm doing good. First of all, we'll give a shout out to uh, the host of this show. That's what we'll call him. Host of this show who was kind enough to invite us into his home where we can record this podcast. So We're doing we'll, it live. We're doing it live in his house. So we'll keep him anonymous. But to you, I say thank you. So. Thank you for the chips. Yes, thank you for the chips. That is true. Thank you for uh, allowing mm-hmm. us to pour our Hennessy. So. We got to talk about that Dave Chappelle special. So, first of all, before we get into it, Sancho, I got to know. How much do you know about Dave Chappelle? I have to be honest. I don't know much about him. I watch a few YouTube clips. Uh, and then I think this is the first special that I ever watched about him. You, <laughs> you texted me. Introduced it to Yeah, him. he was like, hey, check this out. I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I like your style. I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. And it was great. Um, yeah, I, I've known about, I know, I heard about the Chappelle show. I watch it a little bit in the Comedy Central, you know, they play reruns of it. I watch YouTube videos of it. So I saw, I'm quite familiar with his work. I've also watched, uh, I think when he hosted SNL or something, or the mm-hmm. in the Oscars, it went viral. But I, I'm not a big fan. I haven't seen all of his work, mm-hmm. but I'm familiar that he is, for me, and his reputation, he's, a, he's somebody who tells it as it is. Yes. Someone who's real, someone that I like, someone that does comedy, but also provides social commentary within his comedy, and I... But this is the first time I ever watch him for an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> straight. I normally watch him for like two minutes, you know, and then I was like, oh, wow, he's, he's funny. You know, he's so, really funny. Yeah. So to give you and our uh, listeners kind of the, what I'll say, the spark notes of who Dave Chappelle is. The short answer is he is probably top five, if not one of the goats in comedy, mm-hmm. professional comedy. Yeah. Um, he's well known for his specials that he did out in the 90s. Those are going to be the ones you want to listen to. To really get what uh, sparked his uh, fame. What he's most known for, for everyone, is the uh, Chappelle Show. He did that for Comedy Central. I think they ran for about three seasons. Ultimately, what happened is there was a contract dispute. And although he was being offered $50 million, the issue was that, as my understanding is, Comedy Central were saying that they were going to take his intellectual property. In other words, the Dave Chappelle Show name would all be belong to Comedy Central. He said, fuck you. I'm going to keep those 50 million. You can keep those 50 million. And he went to Africa for for, for a number of years. Yeah. Until he came back and he restarted comedy again. Um, I would say he's one of my favorite comedians. But if I were to give you my top comedian, it'd be Patrice O'Neill. I think if you watch the uh, comedy special, The Elephant in the Room, available to you on YouTube... You will be introduced to what is what I consider the best stand-up in the in America, and I and I say that confidently too. But uh, yeah, so that's that's a little bit of a brief history on Dave Chappelle. So uh, to kind of catch everyone up, he recently released a special called The Closer. Mm-hmm. It was, as the name would imply, the closing stand-up 
to the two earlier stand-up specials that he had done specifically for Netflix. It was pretty much as if he was wrapping it all up in a bow for us as the uh, audience. And he was going to, uh, you know, by his own words, he was going to answer any questions that we have had. The big thing he was going to address is the idea or the, the, the what I believe to be the allegations that that he uh, was transphobic. Um, but what do you have to say about the special? I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the special. What do you think? A um, lot, lot to unpack, but... All right. We, I mean, we can, we're probably going to get to the specifics later. Um, of course, it's a one-hour special. Yeah, he absolutely. said a lot in his, you know, in his special. But I would say I'm actually somebody who is pretty similar. I ag- agree with everything he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, value-wise, it is something that I... I'm not a liberal. I'm not a, demo, I'm, not, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm Sancho. You know, and I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, true story, and I tell this to Ricardo, the... Before I watched it, I just watched it yesterday. That's why we're recording it right now while it's still fresh in our minds. I was having dinner with a good friend of mine, and I was talking about the... He asked me, how, what do you think about the political climate? And I'm like, it's fucking bullshit. It's really sad right now because you have one side who are like changing reality, changing the rules, which is the Democrats, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I mean, I, I start talking about like the transgender stuff, right? Where like, well... You know, I, I believe it's like either a man or a woman, kind of what Dave Chappelle said, you know, gender is a fact, right? Let's say I'm born a man, and then eventually I'm like, well, I identify as a woman. Okay, you can identify as that, but that doesn't change the fact that you're born with a dick, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was telling my friend. He was like, it's saying like, it's a red car. You believe it's a white car. You can believe that, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a red car. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, I'm not going to force you know change your mind yeah if you believe it's a white car go ahead mm-hmm. you know but don't don't make me believe that it's a white car just because you're forcing me to believe it's a white car when it's definitely a red car right and i said that to my friend this one side but anyway but the other side is very disappointing too because they basically all want to suck trump's dick right i mean I'm, of course i think not all republicans are like that but a lot of republicans are just basically you know they pledge allegiance to donald trump as their lord and savior and as an independent, politically, it's just very disappointing with me, especially coming from the Philippines, which is it's another another episode for that, how crazy the politics is there. And yeah, I just, it's just, it, it, when I first got here, I think the politics here were a lot better back in like 2009. But I think when Trump arrived, it kind of, it kind of changed a lot of the scenery. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Democrats are just becoming more and more radical in terms of you know, just this is just the rules, and they're just. I feel like they're more like a spo- uh, a parent who are spoiling their kids. The kid are like, I want this, I want this. I was like, okay, okay, okay. You know, but what they're doing is they're changing the the society, and it's the foundation, the bedrock of society. And if you look at history, that's the same thing that happened in the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire wasn't defeated by the barbarians or the Ottoman Empire. They were defeated by themselves. Yeah. And it's it. We are in that point right now in history with the American Empire. But yeah, and I was like telling that to my friend, and he was like, "Holy crap! Like that's what exactly what Dave Chappelle was Dave saying. Was like he was like, watch his special, and you're gonna like, you know, he's gonna find it amusing." And yeah, so I think that was like something I would say. I don't like, unlike Ricardo, I never really followed. I didn't know he went to Africa. I didn't know about Comedy Central, mm-hmm. but apparently, me and him has a lot of things in common in terms of our belief, and I think we're just both 
people who just say what it, say it as it is and what we believe in and a lot of people are not going to agree with him agree with me and that's okay it's a free country you don't have to agree with me i don't have to agree with you mm-hmm. that's just how life is you know yeah and it is this america you know this is the land of the free we have the first amendment freedom of speech but my belief is it belongs in you know my faith right as a catholic you know this is this is what i believe in this is what you know this is what uh, the truth is you know this is what how it is but but some people might believe it's a different truth right mm-hmm. and i feel like that is the big disconnect right now you know uh, yeah it's uh it's interesting that you speak on this concept of truth right you know we don't want to sh- we don't want to stray too far away from from the Dave Chappelle stand up but mm-hmm. i do want to i do want to discuss this um, cuz we got on it so you say you know the truth right and and you can argue that or and i do believe as dave chappelle said gender is a fact i mean you are you know you are a boy you're a girl but is there any value in the fact that people say listen this is my truth i i recognize the biology mm-hmm. right i was born this way with uh if you're a guy when you want to transition to a female, right? Uh, you know, I have a penis, etc. It's more than that, though. I mean, you know, but we can get into that later. That's not important right now. But uh, this either physiology that I have, uh, but my truth is that mentally I am a female. Yeah. I mean, is that I recognize what you say, Sancho, mm-hmm. but do you think that that has no weight, no value? In in reality, in your in your reality, does oh, that have no value? It doesn't. It definitely have a lot of value, and that's exactly what Dave Jaffel was saying in the end, right? You remember he, he started talking about this transgender friend, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's most of the podcast, most of the special was about that, and that really hit me. To be honest, that that special changed me. It made me give me a different perspective. Exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. In that moment when Dave Chappelle, like you know, the, his transgender friend told Dave Chappelle. Can you just respect that I'm having a human, human experience? experience? That was very powerful for me. And powerful I thought about that. Too. That is true. That yes, I believe, you know, I'm not going to stray away from my faith. Mm-hmm. You know, from what my belief is, you know. Like, you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know, but they have, they're not, they don't have the experiences that I did. They weren't born in a 90% Catholic country like I did, right? But they have that experience that they will attest to with their life and that is very powerful you know and they're having like the specialist saying they're having a human experience and i definitely do respect that i respect that you that's your perspective i may not agree with that and i think that's where a lot of people have a disconnect with we can still be friends we can still love each other with even though we disagree on some things like with you with me and you ricardo right i love Japanese food. You might. Do you love Japanese food? I enjoy Japanese well, food. Well, what is something like you, you love that I don't like? I don't know. Uh, karaoke, singing. Let's yeah, just go there. exactly. You don't like that. I love that. We yeah. disagree on that, yeah. but we're still really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what exactly Dave Chappelle's message is in this podcast. Like, I disagree with this transgender f- friend of mine, but we're still great friends. Like, I think that was like his main criticism with all the super sensitive in the transgender community, where like. They want everyone to agree with them. Mm-hmm. That's just not possible. Exactly. You know? And I think that is what's lost in translation here. They're calling him transphobic. But his main message is, I have my own beliefs. Mm-hmm. You, have my, you have your own beliefs. 
let's live our lives with that. We can still love each other. Yeah. You know, that's what he was saying, right? It's unity, love. I definitely think uh, I can agree with that. Um, one of the things that's always been interesting to me, and he, and he captured that point with his uh, how he his telling of the the baby situation. Mm-hmm. And for context, you know, I think you know he was trying to be funny, so he didn't provide the full context. But for the for the listeners out there who have heard it and don't know anything about the baby, he did mention that the baby killed a man. Mm-hmm. Um, in context, that was in self-defense. Yes, I actually read that. So after the podcast, after the special, I you looked into. I it? look into it. It makes yeah. sense. But yeah, he you know he killed this individual out of self-defense. He didn't go looking for him, and he didn't you know it wasn't out of complete aggression. It was out of self-defense. So just some quick context there. So it is hard, I you know, and I understand the joke, but it's hard to cancel someone who killed someone out of self-defense. So I can understand why the LGBT community did not go after him for that. And then, and then, you know, Jay, Dave juxtaposes, juxtaposes that to his experience at the uh, that festival. I do not remember the festival at all, even though we spoke about it. One of our lunch session episodes is about the baby situation. Yeah, that was our first one ever. Our first one, and we disagree, completely disagreed with what he said. We thought it was stupid. Uh, but we did disagree with the fact that, you know, he, you know, everyone was calling for him to be canceled. Although in hindsight, after thinking about it a bit more, I will say if you're going to double down that much, you know, you can't really you can't judge how people are going to react to you. He was like, fuck that. <laughs> he was like, I don't care. I don't care. Listen, I said what I said. I don't care. What are y'all going to do? I make millions. Well, they took those millions from you. And now you're singing a different tune, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to get to is that. Uh, you know, the thing I, overall, what I would say to kind of condense my whole speech is that I, the thing I liked about him is he was uh, someone who seeked Dave. He was someone who seeked authenticity. And so that's why he had to speak out against this world, which seemed hypocritical and inconsistent in its views. And, uh, you know, he was really calling for some consistency, I think, in this whole cancel culture thing, mm-hmm. where if you're going to cancel a person, you gotta, it's got to make sense. It's got to be consistent across the board. And it really doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be pick and choose, and ultimately who, the ones who are picked are those who ultimately hurt people's feelings. You know, and I thought I I thought he touched on something that was that was actually incredibly important and something that required introspection as the American, which is, you know, why am I getting mad at him over this as opposed to what else I could be getting angry at this individual for is what I'm getting angry at this individual for justified? Like, am I, you know, am I, you know, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? The hypocrisy. Ultimately, what I'm asking you is. What do you think about the fact that uh, it seems to be pick and choose? It doesn't seem to be consistency with this whole cancel culture nonsense. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's all about the media. Mm-hmm. So we're really canceling everyone. It's the media, right? Mm-hmm. They're like after the special of DHFL, I started Googling it and I started just <laughs> so ridiculous. I saw all these articles from all this different uh, it's funny one of them is called the vulture yeah they're like the vulture they went in like vultures but they started just attacking all oh, his transphobic and they just literally took bits and pieces of what he said like he was like oh 
they just took like his one sentence. It's a one hour special, but they took one sentence. Like he said, gender is a fact. And they start attacking him like, oh, he's, he's, a, special, he's a powerful person. His voice matters. Transgender people are going to get killed because of what he said and everything. And then I look at the comments. Everybody was like, fuck this article. These people are stupid. You know, watch mm-hmm. the special. You hear like he's actually not, it's not transphobic. He's like, he's basically explaining that. Exactly what I said earlier. Like we can disagree with each other and still laugh at each other. It's a it's a joke. Yes. It's a special. Like it's just like. And here's what I, I think the main point is. Like the LGBT community, they went from being oppressed in the '90s, and I grew. You know, we all grew up with that, right? We bullied all the gay people, which is bad. Don't get me wrong. But now they went from like it's like revenge, where now they're from being bullied to now they're being in a pedestal. Yeah, not even an oppressor. I'll just say they're in a pedestal where they're like so holy. That you say something about them, like the whole community and the whole the society kind of descend on you. Maybe that you know. is, you know, and this will be a hot take. And, yeah. for, you know, forewarning, I'm a little bit drunk. So uh, for my future employers, I am not transphobic. I am drunk. Um, <laughs> you don't think it is oppressive? I mean, we're sitting here and we go, you know, we have to walk on eggshells when we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, you know, there are going to be people who... There gonna be people who uh, whose views are disgusting and the way they talk about transphobic, uh, transphobic, transgender people and LGBT community in general is just gonna be horrendous. But the fact that we have to walk on eggshells with every single thing that we say, you don't think there, maybe oppressive is a little bit strong, so I'm willing to pull that back. But you don't think there is, you don't think it's at least a bit oppressive in that regard that. You know, if you're having these conversations, and especially if you don't have a view that necessarily aligns with the populist, like the popular view, mm-hmm. you really have to walk on eggshells. Because now you're talking about being canceled, which affects your work, which affects your livelihood, which affects everything, your mental health, your emotional health, everything. So um, you don't think you don't think you wouldn't call that oppressive in any way? I won't say the word oppressive is the right word. I would say it's just... Because think about it in their perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. I read a lot about it after... You know, and these are transgender people and these are, you know, legitimate individuals. And they were saying basically like, you know, words matter, that they're they're going to be hurt, they're going to be killed. Because think about it, I was telling you, I mean, these people has been marginalized for so long, right? It's only now that they're finally having like an equal footing and more. So it's really, I think it's a matter of revenge in a way where like, you know, I mean, like think about the spectrum, right? So let's say you're trying to go to zero, which is equal rights, but they started at negative. So they went from negative to like, okay, plus two, plus two, plus three, plus five. And then they finally went to zero and now they're like plus five, plus six. And now they're like above the, above the line. And now they're being, you know, I mean, there's like every LGBT, uh, what is that? The pride month, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's June, right? Like all the costs, all the corporations are literally like courting them and they're like oh they're putting him in a pedestal it's like mm-hmm. you know it's it, i mean i'm catholic so it's like they're like it's very synonymous to what us catholics do to saints mm-hmm. right we look put saints in a pedestal we pray on them and we admire them you know like just the fact that bruce like i mean dave chaffel brought it up right like bruce jenner caitlin he became caitlin jenner he's a woman of the year right <laughs> wasn't even a woman yeah and then, and then he was like he hasn't even had a period come right? on all right listen listen yeah. can i just just pause yeah. can we not just admit that's a good joke yeah like like you know what you walk away from dave chappelle stand up and you go this guy's transphobic he needs to be canceled he needs to be put six feet under the earth whatever whatever you can think the worst thing you can think about him but come on Come on. 
That's a solid joke. <laughs> That's a solid no, joke, right? No, it is true. Uh, he did a lot of solid jokes. <laughs> Those are good I jokes. I mean, it, it, just think Come about on. it. Who are the previous women of the year? I mean, I don't really know who they are, like, in my memory, but I'm pretty sure they've accomplished something great, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know in Hidden Figures, right? They're the one who... There's These are people who put us into the moon. Mm-hmm. And they're women of the year, mm-hmm. right? And this person is a man who became... And if you think about it, it's kind of fucked up because... Isn't we're fighting patriarchy and why is a man like a, a man? woman? And then in New Zealand, right? The person, the transgender weightlifter, mm-hmm. I think she won like person of the year or something. And she, she even, she didn't even win a single medal in, in, you know, she didn't even finish in Olympics. Oh, wow. Think about all like the New Zealand people who won like gold medals and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. well, what about us? Like, and then she wins it. Yeah. Yeah. She won. She got like the best. Uh, I think she got like the person of the year or something because mm-hmm. her being brave for coming out. And that's what I'm saying. They, they, they went from underground to be put in a pedestal mm-hmm. to like on the top of the World Trade Center, you know, yeah. top of the Freedom Tower. And, and, and it's, it's, it's an overcorrection. And, and that's, I think that's how it is. And it's really great. And that's what I was telling to my friend, right? And that's what, and transgender stuff is just like, it's just one of them. I mean, one of, I mean, another thing I would bring up and I'm not scared to talk about it is the pro-life thing, right? With like, I mean, I came from a country where, like, we can't even say the word abortion. It's even worse than the N-word mm-hmm. here in the U.S. And I come here and it's like a human right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people, like, fighting for it. And it's like, and you get crucified for saying that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, my opinion, it's a freaking baby. Yeah. You're killing a freaking baby. And, it's, and you're promoting that? And you have, like, artists having concerts fundraising for killing babies? And... I don't know. I mean, this country is great, I think. But as as a Filipino who come here and I see all of these things, these are things that I see is I never even thought was possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that and that's that's fine. As a Catholic, as a Filipino, I understand. I disagree with all these things. Oh, what the fuck is? I go to work every day. I live my life, right? I mean, I want to change it, but I'm not gonna force people to change it just mm-hmm. because it does disagrees with me. You know, you you live your own life. You live your own truth because you have a different perspective than I do. When why why can't these transgender people do the same thing? Why are they forcing us to like lead, to align to their own truth? I'm not trying to cancel people because they're pro-choice. Yeah, you know, I think it's a horrendous thing. But hey, I mean, Jesus called us to love, so I'll just I love them. That's the way, right? Yeah, I will mm-hmm. say that. Uh... You know, when I was speaking earlier about the eggshell thing, um, the point I was bringing, you know, the, the, the point there was that people really move with fear. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because, and, you know, like you said, you know, they, you know, you live your life and you don't, you know, you have your opinions, but you don't impose your will on people. And what I've always found that's interesting, and and it's been my issue with it, and, you know, I, I've got... I've got no personal opinions on uh, whether someone wants to transition into a different gender. If if that makes you happiest, go for it. Exactly. I hope you. Uh, I hope it, that it is what it is that you need, and uh, move forward with the life. And I'm willing to be your friend. I really don't give a shit. My problem is that there seems to me, or there seems to be a, you know, all or nothing here. If you don't agree. You have to be willing to lose your job, livelihood, etc., as I've spoken about earlier. And if you do agree, you just agree, and that's really what it boils down to. And for me, it's just like, all right, 
you know, even if I did have a different opinion, if I'm not imposing my will on anyone, should I lose my goddamn job? Should I lose, you know, because this is, and, and I'm bringing this up because this is ultimately what Dave Chappelle was speaking about with the, the whole the baby thing, which is, all right, let's say I don't agree. Let's say, you know, let's say that I am loose with even my tongue and I say something stupid similar to the baby. Should he lose his livelihood? Should I lose my livelihood? I mean, is that, you know, which is it all or nothing? Which basically kills you because if you have no money, you're hey, going to die. Absolutely. And so that's, and that's, that's, that's been ultimately my biggest issue with this whole thing. You know, it's, if you don't agree with me, I will uh, figuratively kill you. I will take so much from you that it'll, it'll, you have to agree. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That being said, though, I'm not on there. I'm not, you know, I've never had these opinions. I don't know the worst these people have had to gone through, go through. So maybe what they're asking us for is way less than what uh, the world is asking of them, if that makes any sense. I don't think so, but maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I'm really curious about is, uh, and I think this is an idea for a future episode, mm-hmm. is the people who don't identify, you know, the one who want to be called they, mm-hmm. and I think Dave Sheffield is like, they, so is that singular or <laughs> plural, right? Is it multiple people yeah, or is it, it just one person? Up, I never, I need to, I really, I'm, you know me, I, you know me, I'm, for the listeners that don't know me, of course you don't know me, I'm Sancho, you know, but my point is, I'm somebody who loves that human experience. Yes, like I said, I said, I'm Catholic, I'm pro-life, I have all these like, beliefs, but I have so many friends who are not those things. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I want to be with people similar to me and share my own beliefs, but I actually want to be, and I want to be friends with people who are different than me because that's when I actually grow as a person and learn their perspective, right? Like, I'm from mm-hmm. the Philippines. I want to meet someone from Ghana. From yeah. one from Nigeria, from from South Africa, and tell me about your experience. Someone from Alaska, because for me, I love people. I love the human experience. I love culture, and that is something I think we'll we'll see. We might have as a future guest, maybe in one episode. I wanna talk to a transgender. You know, I wanna have like a friend with them, and and particularly with somebody who identifies as not a. Because I have you know LGBT friends. I got I have a good amount of them. Gay people, lesbian, bisexual. Mm-hmm. But the one I haven't have a friend yet who are somebody who identifies as a day. Well, I work with some of them, but we're not close. But I want to learn from that. How do you identify as somebody with who's neither a man or a woman? Because I get, I understand. What is gay it? What's the lesbian. phrase? What's the technical phrase? Uh, is it non-binary? Yeah, I think that's the, that the term. Is? Yeah, because okay. I mean, I get, I understand the gay. I understand the lesbian. I mean, we've been dealing that the entire life. Uh, I mean, all these other genders kind of just showed up pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the bisexual, and I think it all boils to like sexual orient, sexual attraction, not mm-hmm. orientation. That's what it seems. Right? Like you know, if I'm if I'm a guy and I want to fuck another guy, I'm gay, but I'm still a guy. If I'm a female but I still want to fuck another female, I'm still a female. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm lesbian, or I'm a male or a female, and I want to fuck both genders. I'm bisexual, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I get that. That's pretty straightforward. That's simple formula for me. But how do you be a day? Right? Like, I'm really curious about that. I don't, I haven't figured that out yet. And I think that is really the biggest. Because if you're going to solve a disconnect, you need to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we're making these things too complicated because emotions are running wild. 
like I think that's what Dave Chappelle is trying to ex uh, exemplify in this uh, special that he has a, a transgender friend of his and he connected with him. They become really close friends and he understood his his or her experience, you know, her experience, right? Because that's, I think, mm -hmm. for me, I'm willing to actually like honor that pronoun thing to make them feel comfortable, comfortable right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you, who you are. I'm not going to argue about that. And, you know, and that's where we're, we're learning about that, you know, and I think that is, that is something, you know, life is about, connection and compromise mm -hmm. you know i mean i'm like i said I mean, you know me i'm a pretty religious guy and i always just go back to what when jesus was asked what are your two greatest command commandments he was like love god and love your neighbor love your one another so it, he doesn't say like if you disagree with somebody somebody's transgender hate them mm -hmm. he never said that he said love them regard you know regardless of sexual orientation who they want to fuck what they want to put in their mouth they're vegetarian or you know, or they like to drink or not, or they like Pringles, or they like Ruffles, if they're Democrat or Republican. Doesn't matter. You gotta love them. You gotta live life with love. And I think that's really what Dave Chappelle was saying, and that's what I'm saying. I have so much in common with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm after this podcast, whenever I have free time, I'm actually gonna check more of his work. But I think that's the bottom line, man. And I think a lot of these people are they're too much focused on labels. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck labels. We're all homo sapiens, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Now, I keep saying that. When aliens come here on Earth, we're going to forget all of this and we're all going to unite and be racist towards the aliens. Absolutely. That's right? the only way. Right? I mean, it's... Man. It's stupid, you know? Right. Who's even say aliens are going to be bad guys? That's that American media, Sancho. Well, what if uh, aliens are good guys? Start and, and we're sitting here going, yo, these aliens about to go fuck up all our shit. They're going to bring us new well, in, technology. In Star Trek, they're good guys. That's what I'm saying. The what Vulcans, right? What if they show us how to solve our, feed, our uh, food problem, but we just start blasting them just because we're racists? Exactly. Is that even racism? Or is that alienism? Is that's that speciesism. That's speciesism. speciesism. Damn, yo. We are, we are a planet full of planetisms. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that's but, really uh, what... Well, I understand it because when I, I was telling you, when I was after the special, I started Googling and I see a lot of those tweets, a lot of those anger towards Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are saying is, uh, here's their perspective. Let me give you a little, you know, offer you their perspective. They're saying they hate Dave Chappelle. They're calling him transphobic because words matter. So they're thinking Dave Chappelle were talk about, you know, this gender is a fact. Mm -hmm. So they kind of think that, oh, somebody will listen to that and they, they, they interpret that as like, oh, gender is a fact. So transgenders are evil. So we should shoot them and kill them. Which is a stretch. It is a stretch, you know, but it happens. It, ha it probably happened in history. They're For not sure. going to say those things out of nowhere. They're not going to pull it out of their ass. And remember, this is a group of a community that's been oppressed for decades. And we're both guilty of that. I don't know about you. In high school, I'm bullying gay people, you know. Like we I didn't know. You know, here's what's funny. I actually had the hardest time trying to find issue with gay people. Mm -hmm. So to give a little bit of context for mm -hmm. our listeners, and we're about to wrap it up, people. Mm -hmm. I know that Blunt's almost done. I know you guys. Are <laughs> you like poured. Blunt's? I don't. You, I know you. For guys, the record, I don't do any Blunt's. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know any. I don't even know what a Blunt is. We'll just leave it at that. For my employers, listen. I don't. I'm just saying words. Uh, all I do is legal stuff. Um, well, it's legal here in D.C. So. That's true, it is. That's a fair we point. are in D.C., it's that legal. That is a fair point, yeah. Yeah, Blunt uh, knives are legal. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Um, man, I lost track of what I was saying. What were we talking about? 
You're talking about uh, blunts. <laughs> Bullying of gay people. Bullying, that's yes, a perfect, you thank you, thank you, yes. Well, I, for the record, I, I didn't do it too much, a little bit in high school. Yeah, I was about but, to say, that's, yeah. that's actually good. You know, but I, what I will say is I had the most difficulty finding issues with gay people or anyone who had a different lifestyle than I did. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and for the listeners, I used to be very religious. Went to church every Sunday. Actually went to a Christian private college for two years. Damn. Partly because of hardcore. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag hardcore. Exactly. You know, we had chapel, mandatory chapel. <laughs> you had to be in there for two hours. You say the same popular songs. It was it was it was tremendous. Mm -hmm. And the only time it was uh, really, really good is when they brought out a reverend, a black guy who's uh <laughs> who, was, who was putting us on game. I loved it, it was tremendous. And uh you know, and even then, you know, supposedly the Bible told us you know, we should have issue with uh, gay people, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an abomination. I, and and I could never, I never once looked at a person and go, you, you're gay, ugh. Mm -hmm. Never, I could never do it. Even though I was religious, I could never do That's it. That's true. And then it became even harder because I met two particular individuals. I'll keep their, I'll keep them private. One was a six foot five black dude who could pick me up anytime he felt like it, and he could throw me out a window. He was one of the most amazing guys I'd ever met. He was a bisexual man, and uh, he had one of the greatest personalities I ever met. The second individual was a smaller guy, didn't take showers too often, but he was super, <laughs> he was super nice. He was a super friendly guy, and uh, he was homosexual. And, uh, you know, I, I love these two guys. You know, I haven't had communications with them in a while, and uh, sometimes it hurts a little bit, but it is what it is. And... Uh, you know they 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 had different lifestyles than I did, but but at no point that I even I once I once they told me the information I took it completely in stride, which was surprising even to me, because I thought at least I would hesitate. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh okay, cool. Anyways, what are we doing for lunch? That's how that's how easy it was for me to be comfortable with these people's lifestyles. That's good. Well, for the record, let me explain when I said yes. bullying gay people. Right, well, don't fire me. <clears throat> no, here's what I meant by that for me. It's not about because they're gay, they're lesser human being. Mm. Back in high school, there's this... Because it's a very Catholic country, right? So it is... A lot of people are in the closet, mm. even though they're very, very gay. Gotcha. So I used to like call out this gay person because he doesn't want to call himself gay and he doesn't want to come out. And I used to just call him out. I'm like, dude, you're gay. And he was <laughs> like, I'm not. Yes, you are. Like the way you act and the way you like, the way you talk, it's very gay. You're just gay. And he was like, no, I'm not. Well, like 20 years later, he is gay. He is a Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, for me, it was just frustrating for me. It's less on the gay thing. It's more like, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know the society kind of looks down on it. And I understand his perspective now that I'm more mature. Back then, I was just like, just be yourself, you idiot. You know? But it's like, I get it. You see, once he comes out, he's going to be bullied by a lot of people. But... That's one of my pet peeves. You probably know about this. I want people to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Just be free. You know, don't... Because a lot of people, and that's one thing, the good thing I learned about you, a lot of people give a shit so much about what their reputation is, what other people think. So they're going to create a fake persona, and that's not really who they are, just so they can have this reputation that society thinks is acceptable, but they're lying to themselves. And that's what I felt like with this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're lying to yourself. Mm. You're obviously gay as fuck. <laughs> Right? I watch you. I'm in the back of the class and I watch you participate in recitation. And you're, you, the way you talk is so gay. Right? It is like, 
dude, you're gay. Just you know, just be gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when people say, and he would be like, "Oh, I like girls." I was like, "No, you don't." Come on, quit lying to us. Yeah, yeah, like, like you have like fifty friends, and they're all women, and you're all like one of them. Mm. You know, and there's like have like when we and the guys are hanging out, you're like you're obviously like gay. <laughs> just admit it. It's like it's just so frustrating to me because the whole class, everybody in the whole school knows he's gay. Yeah, true. Except he just won't admit it. Yeah. Right, but anyway, but that's. I just want to clarify that I'm not even when I was no, a kid. No, I didn't think you were out there. Yeah, even, out. even when I was a kid, I wasn't yeah, looking yeah. down on gay people. My issue was that the person was not being himself. You know what? Yeah. I, I, and obviously, as you said, you recognize this when you were older. But it is. Listen, it's not just safety. It's not just being bullied. What what I can say is that until you feel. Right, because one of the things mm-hmm. about that is, you're 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 you're. Uh, I'm not gonna say excommunicated, but you're ostracized by your community. We don't know what it's like to be alone. We mm-hmm. don't know what it's like to sit there and go. There's nobody who understands my experience. There's nobody who can explain to me my experience. I don't even know what I'm experiencing. I can't even put it into words. I'm so confused. I'm so lost, and I'm so alone. You know, and I think that's also a big part of it. I mean, safety is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Imagine if, let's say, uh, black hair. You know, I got black. But, you know, everyone in this house is black or in this apartment or this condo is black hair. But let's say you know you were the only person with black hair. You know, our our host had red hair. I had blonde hair, um, and we shot up people with black hair. You dye your hair right away. You know what I mean? And and, and and so so I can understand the frustration with people exposing themselves, but I can also I do, understand yeah. why people hide. I mean yeah, I yeah. had a friend called Kenny back in high school. It's like South Park, right? I, yeah, exactly. Oh my hold god, thank you, Kenny. Hold on, I gotta say yeah, I gotta say this. Kenny 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 was a hilarious man. Kenny was from Haiti. Oh, Kenny wow. was about my size. Does he have a hoodie? He does not have a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> but he's from Haiti. Uh, he was about 5'8", maybe about 280. Muscle. He was fat and muscle. He could throw you out a window if he wanted to. I couldn't stop messing with him uh, because he was homophobic. He genuinely was. I slapped him on the butt once, and he, like, freaked out. And he, like, <laughs> chased after me for, like, through the entire school. And that was still when I was in shape, so I, I was able to outrun him. But after, But I just thought he was just somebody who was just overreacting. What I found out later is that in Haiti, if you're a homosexual individual, you could be killed. Hmm. You know? And so once I heard that, you know, I immediately stopped messing with him because I realized he's not coming from a place where he's overreacting. He's coming from a place of like, yo, you play on my life. You got to stop that, you know? So I tried to, you know, so that was part of my experiences. That's why I was able to sympathize. And that's Mm -hmm. why I can understand. Um, But again, you know, my issue is that when you have an all or all or none, what seems to be an all or none system, where if you don't agree, even slightly, even if you go, hey, listen, I got some other thoughts, well, you guys at least want to hear it, and you get canceled for just having those thoughts, I mean, it's, you can't, this dialogue isn't there, mm-hmm. first of all. Exactly, the dialogue, that's what Dialogue isn't there. And, One-sided. And here's the thing, man, and part of that dialogue is education. Mm-hmm. How can I be educated if I'm not having these conversations? You want me to look this shit up all on the web? I, I think part of the human experience is you have to communicate with the uh, with the people who are going through these experiences to fully understand what's going on. 
and what they probably are going through. So, you know, when, when it's that all or none system, I think all that shit gets eliminated. And again, we walk on eggshells, we walk with fear, and that's ultimately not what's going to have people, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm not saying anyone is homophobic or anything, but people are homophobic, people are transphobic, you know, or or maybe they're not transphobic or homophobic, maybe they're just, they just don't understand what's going on, and, you know, they have all these opinions that probably aren't well developed, mm-hmm. let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I would just They say... can't even have the conversation, they can't even educate yeah. themselves. Um, I would just say it's really, you know, back when I was a kid, remember, the mistake that I did was I never look at that person's perspective, right? I was just like, I was just look, I was being selfish. I was like, I'm annoyed, be yourself, fuck you, I'm going to bully you to death, right? But I never thought about that, well, he might be, like I said, he's scared to death, right? Especially in a very Catholic country that he might be bullied to death, right? You know? When he comes out, right? Aside from me, like call. I mean, I wasn't. I want. I don't think it's really bullying. I'm just calling him out. I'm like, just come out, you know, dude. I mean, you're. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you're gay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, in some, we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I would say what I really like about Dave Chappelle is this introduction. Intro, mainly a big introduction to me with this guy, and I'm gonna learn more about this guy. What I think what really separated him from a bunch of comedians is his social commentary. Yes. Like he would do social commentary like what we're doing right now and then he's gonna put a joke about it mm-hmm. you know we can't really do that because we're not that funny but we can do the social commentary part mm-hmm. and he would like he would say something and then as a thing it takes like it takes some analysis where like okay he's joking i mean he's serious he's serious he's serious that's a joke yes right remember when he said like he was talking about feminism you know while like you know i just one thing that really hit me was they went to the oscars with the pussy hats mm-hmm. and whatever well, he's like, well, why not they save those women from Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's a thing. And I definitely agree with him. I, you know me, I'm, I'm somebody who gets shit done. I love getting shit done. Like putting like the awareness, whatever, posting a black thing on your Instagram. What does that get shit done? Mm-hmm. Right? Like you need to create concrete mm-hmm. difference, concrete impact. And that's what he suggested. Dave Chappelle suggested that, okay, this is how you create concrete impact. You actually help the victims of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. instead of like wearing like a tax the rich dress and you know or like you know like having some apparel and you're it's pretty hypocritical because you're making money out of it you know but it the, and that and then at the end so he was very serious and then at the end he was like i'm the leader of the feminist movement and then they all yeah. suck my dick yeah exactly. <laughs> and i was like well that's the joke the suck the dick is the yeah, joke exactly he was serious and then he creates a joke so i really mm-hmm. like where he's serious 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 joke Serious, serious, serious yes. joke. Because you gotta, you gotta relieve that tension. I mean, he's talking about yeah. some very deep topics, some mm-hmm. very, some very painful topics for some people. So, so yeah. I can, yeah. So the joke, the joke eases that tension. I, I mean, love that strategy of him, and that's brilliant. the thing. That's why you really brilliant. need to, and same with everything else. That's why you need to watch the whole thing. Because if you just take the joke, and then you start attacking it, and you write an article about it, and that's the only thing people hear, and they're mm-hmm. oh fuck Dave Jaffel. Well, did you watch his whole thing? You just base it on like this article from the vulture, right? <clears throat> and I think that is, and that's why I think, I mean, going back to my original point in the beginning of this podcast is the media is a big problem. And I actually did, you know, I don't know if you saw the, I sent you on WhatsApp, that study from Harvard. Mm-hmm. They, they have a rate to zero to 100, 100 most liberal, zero like most conservative and most, no surprise, but Harvard did a study that most media outlets are super 
liberal mm -hmm. and the liberal for some reason i don't even understand why is this a political thing are super you know are in that bandwagon of like you know if you're they're putting transgender in the pedestal and we're canceling you if you don't agree with us yeah you know it's a political it's, thing it's a, it is mm -hmm. it is a political thing why people want to keep their jobs but you know with that you know i think we'll go ahead and wrap it up and uh, for our listeners, we want to thank you for uh, listening with us while we rambled a little bit. We talked about some shit you probably won't care about next week, but hopefully you uh, you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, thank you everyone. So we're ending up this podcast talking about Dave Chappelle's special. So I want to wish everyone a happy, wonderful morning, evening, afternoon. Have a good night. And for those of you who thinks Dave Chappelle is transphobic, is homophobic, what I will say is this, and I'll, and I'll paraphrase something from one of his earlier stand-ups. Dave Chappelle said that he believes in everyone's right to feel respected, to feel seen, and to feel safe.